We have somebody who's just come from Mercury One's Veterans Day breakfast, uh, honoring and uh, loving the men and women who have served our country. It is Veterans Day, and we couldn't think of somebody that would be better to have in studio today than Mark Geis, better known as Oz, the co-author and the guy who is credited, not alone, but credited with saving the lives of 25 Americans in Benghazi, the author, co-author of 13 Hours. We join him right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. What an honor to have you uh, here and on the program. How are you, Mark? Doing great. Thank you. Thank you um, for having me. So tell me how you're feeling this week. You know, it's part of it. I don't even know if it's set in completely because I, I was had the pleasure of being in New York City. Um, Tuesday? Tuesday. Yeah. And... We were standing up on the balcony just watching it and wondering why, why they weren't calling it when it got down to it. I mean, I knew, I, I knew in my heart that it was the right thing was going to happen. And, um, you know, I'd been traveling all over the country speaking to middle America. And I told them early on, you know, yeah, this is how it's going to turn out. Yeah. And they're like, uh, no, you're get, don't, don't jinx it. Don't jinx it, you know. <laughs> I'm like, no, because middle America is, you know, they've taken a lot. And they'll put up with a lot, but at some point... They overplayed their hand. Mm-hmm. Um, how was it... We, we thought about this a lot, because I, I remember two days after Benghazi, I went on the air, um, and I said, I think that there was State Department gun running going on uh, to probably people through Turkey into Syria. And, um, and they're covering... They're covering whatever was happening there, and they're blaming it on this movie, and it's not the movie. And we abandoned Americans. Yep. And then pretty, I mean, that was two days after when everybody was talking about the movie, and and we've got it pretty darn close. Yeah. Um, And I've never been more offended. I've been offended by people on the left and the right, but I've never been more offended or thought that there was a bigger fundamental transformation of our country than the acceptance that we could help our soldiers and our men who were fighting and dying for us, and we chose not to. I agree. And it was Barack Obama going to bed, I don't want to know anything about this, which speaks volumes, (coughs) and Hillary Clinton. Yeah. When Hillary Clinton, nobody in the press is is saying at all they're they're of course saying that everybody is racist and bigoted um no one is saying america had enough of corruption and the lies on benghazi yeah you don't lie about honorable things no you don't and you know it's what's frustrating is what i've found out since wikileaks with the you know there was an email from Sidney blumenthal in 2011 to hillary that said hey this revolution going on in uh Benghazi or in Libya, you need to get behind it. Um, mm. No one in the Middle East likes Gaddafi. We can get rid of him, and it'll be a great foreign policy win for you when you run for election in 2016. Wow. 
So the whole reason, you know, we got sold on getting involved in Benghazi because the Arab Spring and it's the right thing to do. But that ain't why we did it. We got involved because it was political. Yeah, it's political. She wanted to uh, make herself look good. And that's, you know, when on the campaign trail, that's one thing I said is, you know, America's sons and daughters, grandchildren and siblings are going to be put in harm's way by this individual if she is elected to commander in chief. And is that really who you want making decisions based on her political career and not what on what's right and wrong? Because sometimes the right thing to do is the right thing to do. Do you feel, um, not that you didn't feel a moment of this, but today do you feel, <clears throat> yeah, or do you have a, a more quiet confidence of who America is? You know, I think it's, you know, initially part of it was um, Ty and Glenn, Ambassador Stevens and Sean Smith were vindicated Yeah. Tuesday night. Um, but I think the more I sit and think about it is, you know, it just, America can't be fooled. And, you know, you can believe it. All the pundits believed it or at least pouted, you know, stouted, went out and touted it. Touted it. And it's how do, you, just, uh, how do you feel about those in the media, especially that still say Benghazi is no big deal? I mean, I think it is one of the most important. I don't even know what you would call it, but but pivot points mm-hmm. in our history. If if you can, we <clears throat> never leave a man behind. We don't do it. Exactly. I mean, it's an it's. It's the ethos of our military. What, I mean, if you, if our young men and women that are fighting for this country have a doubt that they were going to be brought home, then that undermines their confidence and ability to do their job. Um, There was a video I saw the other day or a story. um, A sergeant goes up and says, hey, Captain, I'm going to go get... um, Private Smith, Private Smith is injured out on the battlefield. He says, well, he ain't going to make it, and you're just going to get somebody else killed. And he says, doesn't matter. He goes and gets him, and he gets killed. Corporal comes up and says, you know what? Hey, Captain, I'm going to go get him. No, no, it's, an, it's, it's worthless. We're just going to lose you too. He goes and gets him. Struggles, he gets wounded, and he drags them both back. He gets back. And the captain, they both were dead. And the captain says, see, look, they were both dead and you got injured. So what came of it? He says, when I got there, they both looked up and said, thank you, because I knew you wouldn't leave me behind. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's about them knowing that we won't leave you behind. When you're in the CIA, not to say that you were in the CIA, but... Culinary when, Institute of America. That's right. <laughs> when you're in the Culinary Institute, um, is there an understanding that yeah, you might be left behind. Um, I don't think, I think most people understand that um, or believe that we're going to be taken care of, um, you know, and uh, I think, but then I think there is the underlying. So it's under- not like Mission Impossible when you, when you go, hey, the secretary will disavow any knowledge of your actions. You know, I don't think there's that feeling through the community that I know of or I've ever seen, but I mean, personally, I, I also understand that, um, you know, there's certain things I choose to do that that may be the case because there is a greater good sometimes. 
and I accept that doing what I do. And why wouldn't you accept that at Benghazi? Um, for me, I accept it. I didn't expect them to come for me, and this is just me personally. I know some of the other guys feel differently, but um, it's a U.S. ambassador. That's To me, that's a whole different story. I mean, so, he's a direct representative of the president of the United yeah. States. Were you not surprised they didn't come then? Or did you? I, you know, I, I'm not sure because I just figure no matter where I've ever been in the world, um, I'm going to depend on the guys to my left and right. Because uh, I know that they're there, and I know what I they'll do. Who's there right now? Right, because you know there's a million, you know, there's a million reasons why things couldn't happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, Murphy's law: what can go wrong will go wrong. But mm-hmm. I know that if I, I just plan for the worst and hope for the best. We've been told ever since that there was nobody who could have gotten there to help. N- nobody That's was got to be the biggest lie ever. What, what, what is? is the truth of that? How long would it have taken for assets to get there? To Even help? just. To, I don't even know if it's a scrape. Is that what you call it, a yeah. scrape? Just to take and go, you know, uh, break the sound barrier very low and break every I mean, window for blocks. We've heard people could have been there in an hour. Well, you, I look at um, Siganola, uh, Italy, is 300 and some odd miles away. Um, Aviano. And an F-16 has, can certainly travel faster than 300 miles yes. an hour. Yeah. You know, and um, Aviano is on the northern end. Yeah. So, wow. you know, and I've heard since that, and there was a pilot that came out and, uh, um, and talked about it, that they were sitting there on the flight line waiting, everybody was to go, and they said, we're ready. they were told, stand down. Yeah, because, and, and then I was told that, well, they couldn't get, you know, they, to get a pilot that had his, wasn't over his hours, somebody gave me that excuse. Good God. And I'm like, you think the pilot, I mean, the pilot can waive his hours for one, and every one of them would have. Why did it happen? Um, I think it happened. The whole thing happened. I mean, ultimately, the responsibility lies on the president. Well, the terrorist, because yes. these okay, people yes. Yes. Okay. hate yes. America. Yes, yes. They're going to find, a, you know, yes. we have but 200. you should have received help. Why well, and that's it. If we Why spend a trillion, what is it, roughly a trillion dollars a year on our military, and we can't get there, I mean, mm-hmm. it's ludicrous. It's 9-11. It's the Middle East. Mm-hmm. I mean, six hours before that, if, we, if everyone recalls, Egypt embassy there was protesters there that were trying to climb the walls. Yes. So to tell me that there was not something in place moving that direction mm-hmm. is ludicrous. I, I remember back in 2004 when John Kerry was running, and here's the guy who's essentially the face of coming back from Vietnam and saying, our soldiers are raising villages in a fashion reminiscent of Genghis Khan. And I remember thinking, I opposed Kerry because he was a bad candidate, and I think he would be a terrible president. But it must have been so much more intense for people in the military to see, uh, you know, this is a guy who completely sold them out. Mm -hmm. And that must have been the same way here. I mean, I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton because I think she'd be a bad president. But for you and and, and other people in the military to look at this and say, this is the woman who was heading this up and let this happen. Mm -hmm. It must have been intense did you make sure you want to talk about a personal, the way she acted? A personal drive. You have it in spades. Yes. Yes. You know, and I, and I tried, and people ask me, so do You're you. You're not a fan then. <laughs> no. no, I'm not. You know, and I mean, um, there's several times that night I probably should have died. I mean, three mortars landed within 15 feet of me. Wow. Um, that have a 22 foot kill radius. Mm. Uh, it's one of the most amazing movies. Amazing. And, and really, sure is. I mean, I will tell you that I was. So angry 
when um, uh, all the way through it, so angry because oh, yeah. I know the truth. Right. Um, and so I was so angry all the way through it. But when when we landed a plane and it wasn't even our plane to pick you guys up, it was. And that was, was real. That really happened. How how accurate was the movie? I mean, I I know they do certain things for Hollywood to make it more exciting. We understood that going close? into it as well. You know, yeah. uh, you sign your life rights away, things are going to happen. And right. luckily, uh, you know, we sat down with uh, the director Michael Bay early on. Um, and I mean, I my thing to him was, you know, I know you're going to do what you're going to do because you have life rights. Mm-hmm. But if you do anything that disrespects Ty and Glenn or the ambassador and Sean Smith. I'm going to beat the heck out of you. I use different words, but... Marcus Luttrell told me when he sat down, and this is in his angry period, he sat down with the director and said, you do anything to dis, you know, disrespect my comrades, I'll kill you. And I think, you know, Hollywood believes you guys. Yeah. So they should. We need you a little bit more. Yeah. You know, maybe we should have you guys move to Hollywood. Well, and it's funny because Michael Bay says, you don't have to worry about it. And I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> but he was great i mean they brought us in on they they actually let us review the script before it was finalized wow. and we had some changes and they res, they respected that and made those and uh we helped with set design and great. there was three of us that, have, that came out public of our team and one of us was on set at some point probably within of the 70 days they filmed approximately 40 days of it so wow it had to be i mean when you know when new guys were being sent in to Benghazi and the ambassador was there, when you saw the guy coming in and you're like, he's the guy from the office, it must have been felt like the country let you down. <laughs> no, that wasn't real, Glenn. They didn't actually send in Jim from the office. They really they didn't? He wasn't there. As far as I know. No, I know. When they, picked, when they picked him as an actor, did you have a second going... He plays Jim from The Office. How is he going to pull this off? I know. I was, he was fantastic. He's so good in that. He did. He did. You know, all of them. Yeah. Did such great, a wonderful yeah. job. Uh, yeah, they did. You know the actor that played me, Max Martini. Um, he's he. You know he has a a long history of playing military personnel. He played in the TV series The Unit, mm. um, and uh, it was funny because that was one of my wife's favorite shows. Mm. My oldest daughter, she's nineteen now. She, she's like, uh, you know, mom, I know why you have a crush on him because he looks like dad. <laughs> and um, so Sounds she was. Uh, She's sitting there. At first, they thought they had announced that he was going to play Tig, and my wife was upset. No way, because it's. And then they come out and said that he was going to play me, and you couldn't have found a better character. I mean, me and him still talk to this day, and all the actors, most of us, all stay in contact with each other at some point. And they spend a lot of time with you guys. They did beforehand. Yeah, they did. I mean, it was. I think it was. It gave them an, an understanding of something they would have never had, and even they've all said it. You know, uh, they. By getting to talk to us, you know, because most of the time actors are playing somebody who got killed and it's alive and living and get to talk to them. Have Um, you seen um, uh, have you seen Mel Gibson's new movie? No, I haven't yet. I've Uh, heard Hacksaw Ridge. Yes, I want to see that. You need to see it. It It, it really honestly, it makes what you guys went through. No offense. Makes what you guys went through look like a walk in the park. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is it is the most intense war movie I've ever seen. Uh, I didn't realize how brutal. I mean, the Japanese were ISIS. I right. Mean, they were just they were. animals. They were. Um, and this is really a remarkable, really a remarkable. You want to talk about not leaving a man behind. You I, need to see exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, back in just a second. Um, now this. Um, are you going to uh, a relative's house uh, for the holiday? When you're gone, is your home going to be safe? 
Simply Safe Home Security now has a camera that connects sensors in your Simply Safe alarm system. So if your alarm detects something, the camera will record it. Somebody comes home, you get a recording. Someone tries to open a window, you get a recording. Blake breaks the glass. Anything, you'll get a recording, and you can see everything that happens at home. Plus, if something like that happens, it calls the police, and then the police have the video to see exactly who it was. Check out Simply Safe's new cameras today, brand new from Simply Safe. It's it's all wireless technology. SimplySafeBeck.com. That's SimplySafeBeck.com. Do it now. SimplySafeBeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. Sign up for the newsletter and get all the info you need to know at glennbeck.com. Mercury. The Glenn Beck Program. Um, we are talking to Mark Geis. He is Oz from uh, and the co-author of 13 Hours. Um, um, I, 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 we're we're going to... It's Veterans Day. I want to tell you some ways that you can help our veterans here um, with Mark's charity and, and mine, Mercury One. Um, but uh, I, I want to go back to um, what happened in the Middle East. I never thought... I always thought we were the good guys. And in the last 15 years, I realized, wow, we are really, we're still the good guys. But there's some bad things that we have done, and we've really screwed things up. We've really screwed things up. Um, now that we have a change, I mean, we had George Bush. We were going one way. Then we went the opposite way, confused all of our allies, confused everybody in the Middle East. <clears throat> Is anybody ever going to really trust the United States? Because now we could go back in and do whatever, but who's going to trust us now? You know, I don't, and I think that's the key to it. I mean, you know, America's, ne- I mean, by no means have we ever been perfect, and we've made mistakes. But we but, meddle. But typically, throughout history, we've had one goal, and that's to share what we have with the world. But when... It seems like we've gotten away from that. And now things are getting to the point of where we're doing things for political purposes, for individuals and political gain, because for whatever reason, the left and the right of this country are so divided that we can't sit down and even have a conversation together without it being an argument. And then, like you said, I mean, okay, we're going one way, new administration comes in, we're going the other way. Now we're going to be going a different, I mean, we have our core principles in this country that found the, the founding fathers brought in. We have to keep to those because that's what gives us the credibility throughout the world. And Trump seems to be, um, if, you t- if, you, if you believe what he says about Iraq, um, he seems to be anti-war and he seems to be anti-interventionalist. Um, is that something you support? or I don't or see not? him as being so much anti-everybody else other than I think he's pro-America. Yeah, he I, wants to do least, what's but, but, right for America. Right, which I think is staying out, out of, of all it. of this stuff. I mean, we've come a long stuff. way on that. Uh, yeah, 2001, we were go we, get them. Right. We're, we're and, build the, and I even said mm. Donald Trump should be, rebuild the World Trade Center, 
make him 10 stories higher. And I don't care if he puts Trump at the top of him. You know, I was really, I was gung-ho, let's go kick their ass. Yes. Now um, we want to stay out of it. Now stay out of it. And out I'd like it. to get your, your comments on that. We're going to take a quick break. Back in just a second. here with uh, Mark Geis, and it, we just had a conversation off the air that you, you, we need to have again here. But I, I want to take a quick second before we run out of time and, and not mention this. Um, we have a Veterans Day. It's Veterans Day today. And this month, we're doing a few things. 1791.com is, has partnered with some veterans organizations, and um, we're raising money to get homeless veterans cleaned up off the street, a place where they can um, retrain, um, at least just stay warm for the winter, but um, clean themselves up, retrain, and then help them get jobs. Uh, And you can check that out at 1791.com. But we are also um, supporting all kinds of veterans' causes with mercuryone.org. And shadowwarriorsproject.org is your organization. Yes. What is that? Um, you know, after I got injured and got out of the hospital, the one thing, there's private security contractors, and the thing most people don't realize, since 2001, there's been almost 5,000 of them killed in probably 80 different countries on the war on terror. Um, and that's no boots on the ground. So mm-hmm. private security contractors that work for um, different groups that are working in the shadows really don't have a voice. We have a workman's comp policy, but there's nothing there for the families. And me and my wife experienced it firsthand. I mean, they took care of me great. I mean, I, they allowed me to get medical attention through the military hospitals, but there's no support for the family. And we decided we didn't want that to be the case. We want to help those families. We want to help the individuals because a guy gets injured, he goes on workman's comp, his disability pay is a third of what he was making. So now the family has to make the adjustments to get to that. He may not be able to go back to work or the spouse may have to become the breadwinner depending on what happens. And so we want to be there to help them and get them through. So it's not, I mean, they're, they're giving their lives and putting it, putting it on the, on the line for America and they need to be taken care of. And then we want to make sure that the kids um, have an opportunity for college because the father may not be there anymore or able to. So we're also uh, working on raising money to, um, for college funds to be able to put all the kids of the wounded or dead into college shadow warriors project.org <clears throat> shadow warriors project.org um and mercury one.org you say okay. five thousand contractors have been killed roughly five thousand nobody pays yeah. attention and that's quite honestly never heard a figure I, you know can i may i play wow. devil's advocate on this mm-hmm. wow i have a problem with this 
with private contractors in this way. Nobody's paid attention to 5,000 people being yeah. killed. And it's a way for unscrupulous politicians to keep doing what they want to do and never names or, you know, never numbers right. in, the head, in the headlines. Well, you know, and a lot of them aren't the security guys. A lot of them are food service. I mean, we've heard about, and you don't hear, you hear about it, but people you don't. work for Halliburton. truck drivers. Yeah. That were putting it on the line and driving supplies into Iraq. I mean, every day they're putting it out there and, you know, oh, they're getting paid very well. Well, yeah, but you know what? They get injured, they get killed. I mean, just like everybody else. And they don't get to carry a gun to defend themselves. Wow. I mean, you know, and some of those numbers are third country nationals or that are employed as contractors in the food service or maybe doing laundry or support services. Place gets rocketed, um, you know. And now our focus with Shadow Warriors is those that are private security contractors working pretty much in the shadows because they really don't have a voice. Um, because everything is classified. We obviously chose incorrectly, and we've chosen incorrectly for a while, um, um, and stuck our nose where it should be. And in this particular case, we really missed a huge opportunity because Ambassador Stevens was from everything I've ever heard, that the movie was very accurate. They loved him there, and he loved them. Oh, yeah. The Libyan people. Yeah, he, he, I mean, the whole Arab culture, he uh, was great. He wasn't an ambassador that became an ambassador because he donated to a president. Right. He came up through the ranks. I mean, he was a foreign service officer when they chose to put him there before the... Oh, I got news for you. If I gave to a president and he made me the ambassador to Libya, I'd be a little pissed. <laughs> like, you're not getting another dime from me ever again. <laughs> you got a good point. Right. Uh, and and, and um, Gaddafi was doing our work. We pushed him and mm-hmm. said, you got to get these rebels. You got to get the bad guys. Yeah, you got to get the terrorists. And, and he, he was, was doing that, right? He was because doing that. scared the hell out of him was Saddam Hussein. Right. When we killed him. Right. Um, and then... You contend because Hillary Clinton wanted to be president, wanted something a feather sorely in, or solely in her cap. Right. That we went into Libya and uh, destabilized the region. He was not Ambassador Stevens was because we heard horrible things that had been done to him. None of that happened. No, it didn't. Okay. None of that happened. Uh, and the next day. He was, because they took him, right. the, the Libyan people actually took him to the hospital. They knew who he was, right? Yes. yes. And so they took him to the hospital, and the hospital tried to save him. Obviously, they couldn't. He was, yeah, he had died of smoke inhalation. There was no chance of it. Um, mm. And, you know, the ironic thing is the next day, and this is where, you know, I've been in and out of the Middle East uh, off and on for roughly 20, 30 years from my military to contract, and, and never have I seen um, the local population uh, so upset that an American got killed. I mean, 100,000 people protested the next day. 100,000? There was Libyans. Wow. Benghazi citizens attacked wow. the terrorists the next day that killed the ambassador. They went in, killed them, pushed, off, pushed them out of their city. But they didn't have the support to maintain that. So they ended up coming back in and then came back in stronger with ISIS as their backing as well as Al-Qaeda. Oh, my gosh. And, and the guys who rescued <clears throat> you 
Tell the people who the guys who rescued you were and who the guys that were fighting you were. Well, the militia that came in and helped get us to the airport was a Qaddafi loyalist militia. And the, the ones that we had deemed, uh, deemed our enemy, the yeah, deplorables, actually, the deplorables <laughs> saved you. Yes. And the ones who were attacking you were the ones we were supporting. Correct. Mm. Oh, my gosh. That's unbelievable. You know, and, and it's the under, it's, and oh, that's man. the thing is not, when you're doing things for personal gain and not for the right reason and not understanding the dynamics that go on in the Middle East and you think that you're smarter than everybody else and can control that mm-hmm. and manipulate it, I mean, you're going to get fat. You're going to realize out, you're wrong. We find that out time after time after time Start from Beirut on. I mean, over and over and over again, that's been the case. Yes. When think, will we ever learn the lesson? Mark, when do you think, wow, when do you, th- what, what, what do we do with Russia? What, what's going to happen with Russia and, and Iran and, and what, I mean, Putin is, is, uh, he's a chess player. Oh, very he much so. He is a chess player. Very much well, so. What, what's coming, do you think? You know, I think we're going to, if we're not careful, we're going to fall back into, as it was prior to Reagan, with the old go, the Cold War. Um, you know, the, the nicer thing with, at least in my opinion, and um, uh, the nicer thing with organized armies under, or yes. um, national armies is... They don't want to be wiped out. Yes, there's an easier way to, pl- to understand and deal yes. with that, um, where... You know, when you're dealing with the terrorists, the problem with that is it's so unconventional. Um, I had gotten into a debate with a uh, retired general over uh, the whole idea of what we should do with ISIS. And, um, you know, my opinion is probably a little harsh for most Americans. What is it? Um, I mean, I think we fight them like we fought the Nazis and the Japanese. I mean... You go after their supply depots, you go after their logistics facilities, all of that. I don't think that's I don't see harsh. how that's harsh. I, uh, well, really don't. I mean, I, I honestly think that one of the messages that, uh, you know, I, I don't know if people were sending this message, but they were sending a message of we're done with what we're doing. And if we decide to fight, all of us know this war should not be lasting this long. No. All of us know that. The United States of America, when it decides to fight, it needs to fight with everything it has and then go home. And that's exactly... And go home. Yes. And that's what we did in World War II. Yes. And, and why we're not doing that with ISIS. We're letting these rebels, you go, and you're never... You're, they're right. You're, you may never change their mind. Okay. But what you will do is teach them, don't ever poke that bear right that's what we have to teach the world yeah, but that's somebody, it somebody tweeted a picture of a hospital getting a brick blown off of it so uh, we have to stop yeah but you know what and that's russia, why right russia is not using smart bombs right now blowing up hospitals blowing up all kinds of stuff notice the media is not going after russia they are not nobody's saying anything this is just anti-american propaganda war is hell and Americans, I believe, understand that. They don't want to see it, but they understand that. If you want to stop war, you want to stop killing, we, you know, we, we've just discovered um, these pamphlets from World War II that we dropped. 
Right before the... What was it? Three million of them before we dropped the bombs in Nagasaki and, and uh, Hiroshima. And it says these eight cities and two of them are Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Get out with your family. A, a, a bomb that is bigger than all of the bombs we have dropped together in Japan is coming. We set that. We, we dropped that from the sky. We don't want to do this. It's just the right way to end a war. And, you know, like, I mean, like it or not, they understand strength and power. And if you approach it with weakness, they understand that. And, you know, they, I mean, you've got to, like, I agree with you. You've got to fight it like a war. It's a war. It's not pretty. Um, it's not. That's you know, why nobody wants to go into one. We try to make it, we try to make it tolerable for television. It's not. Well, and it's not. You know, and the other thing, if if you fight a war the way it should be fought, as we did in World War II, um, though there's a lot of sacrifice, it makes you hesitant about wanting to go to war. Yes, it does. As we should. Yes. Yes. Because of the outcome of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. You should be hesitant. You should only do it when it's absolutely necessary. Yes. Because it's horrific. Right. You go see Hack. You go see Hacksaw Ridge. You go see that. If you thought Benghazi, because it was pretty stunning, that 13 hours was pretty stunning. Yeah, yes. And you go 13 see, hours too this weekend. You go see Hacksaw Ridge, and it will take your breath away. Uh, my son has seen a lot of violence and, you know, television and, and war movies and everything else. It's the only time I have seen him go, oh my gosh, Dad. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Yes, son. This is what war is really like. Um, it's a powerful, powerful. Uh, movie. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank, oh, thank you for you. everything. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you. Thank you. And happy Veterans service. Day to all the veterans out there. I mean, the sacrifices that they've given to this country to make it what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're why we have what we have. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Bless you. I bless you all. Uh, ShadowWarriorsProject.org. ShadowWarriorsProject.org or MercuryOne.org. We, um, uh, we're doing our best to help um, and salute our veterans and help them in any way we can. Um, if, you, if you have a dollar or even time, please donate shadowwarriorsproject.org or mercuryone.org. Now this. Um, I read a story uh, yesterday about how India has gotten, a ri- gotten rid of all of their large denomination bills and it's causing all kinds of problems. Um, you can't, you know, it's like a $50 bill over there. You can't, you can't use them anymore. Now we're hearing from our treasury, you know, there's so many bad problems on the border that, you know, this would really help stop the drug trade. Bull crap. This is happening all over the world. Now, why are they getting rid of all of the big, uh, bills? They're doing it because we're going to digits, a digital society. So when the world resets, we'll reset to digits. I know that sounds crazy, but it's coming. India, banknotes worthless um, uh, because of an overnight decree that happened on Tuesday night. Huge lines forming in front of gold shops uh, in India of the last two days. I want you to call Goldline now, 1-866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE. Read their important risk information. Find out if buying gold or silver is right for you. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.
is the Glenn Beck Program. Yes. The new uh, uh, Wonderful World of Stew tonight. It is one that you appear in, Glenn, as well as Pat and Jeffy. Uh, the Flemlasky Velveeta election. Oh, this special. is good. Mm, tonight. This is good uh, stuff. Yeah, I mean, I know there was that whatever. There was another election, I guess, on Tuesday. But this yeah, one this is the was important the big one. one. This is the one. <laughs> this was the big at. one. Two uh, ridiculous congressional candidates yeah. with attack ads. Against Elvita them. and Flemlaski. This has been going on that for a while. That battle's been a number of years now. <laughs> it's yeah. been going on a while. Yeah. They really don't like and each it's other. It's gotten worse and more bizarre every yeah. election. The accusations yeah. seem to escalate they uh, do. as things go on. And <laughs> they there's do. no exceptions on that yeah. one. What so time is that on? That is 8 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze TV. Mm-hmm. Huh, what channel? It. That's a channel of some sort? A channel or? on maybe your local cable provider. Right. Many of them ha- carry it as well as uh, uh, you can watch it online as well on any device. Huh. Uh, be a subscriber. Nobody would ever watch it. Where did the Amish see it? No, not on the front. Uh, in the sky. We have a projector that projects it into the okay. sky, so they think it's like the northern lights. All right. Wow, that's a pretty strong projector. It's a good show. Yeah. Yeah, well, we, wow. took, we went to all lengths. All right. And then Jeffy this weekend. We have the most listened to uh, weekly broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network, uh, the Jeff Fisher Show, uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, there's so many uh, asterisks on that. Oh, there my are. Gosh. <laughs> can't even, you can't <laughs> even imagine. Most, the page is filled with asterisks. Yeah. Notice you said it. And I, I just want to thank Jeffy because I'm supposed to be going to Camporee, the Boy Scouts Camporee this weekend, which... Seriously, I look like a camper, don't I? I'm a guy who's, oh, you get me camping, and I can't stop I camping. I wish I could go to that. So. I know. Your they son call you is Mr. Going yeah. yeah, my yeah. son's going to be out there. And, uh, Strangely, you know, you're not going to be there. I want to. Yeah. I want to, but where's I don't even know how to get where. Oh, I'll pick you up. <laughs> oh, I'll pick your fat <laughs> lard butt up, and I'll take you to Camporee, my friend. Do I have forklift? Uh, oh. Yeah, no, the studio has. Oh, okay. A big extra heavy duty. Why would they? I, yeah. And then, no, I just, with the, just the Pat and I are going to be Sunday uh, giving a uh, Constitution talk. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.